I wrote this back on February 20th, 2018, two days before my birthday. I was living in New York. I think it's a timely piece, and I didn't change it. I'm reading it now as I wrote it back then. It's called, The Flowers Still Exist. They're just hiding in the grass. Sometimes I wonder if we really had any respect for each other at some historic point in time. A lot of us, myself shamefully included, have complained about how the current era has gone over the cliff as far as disrespecting people and becoming a self-absorbed society. But I've probably been wrong and shallow-minded to ever think that. Maybe it's not just this era. Maybe it just seems like it, because it's happening faster with conveniences like social media and Google. The internet has simply made destroying people so much easier and more efficient. Maybe if I stepped into a time machine and went back to 1930, I'd see some really rude oppression going down behind closed doors. And then there's this other side, this side of society that's teeming with love and understanding. And it usually stays quiet. Squeaky wheels always get the grease and all that. We're always going to only hear about the jerks, aren't we? No one likes stories about how compassionate Sam or Sally is. That's boring. And Sam's a fruit anyway. He wears his mom's sweaters. So all our focus is on negativity. The truth, though, is that there's a lot of grace and tenderness out there. Most of us just aren't paying attention. We're distracted. Because there's too many boneheads dancing around with their lasers. Perception is everything. I don't like to ignore the people and the doings around me, though. That's just being oblivious in the other direction. I like to acknowledge the mouthy fools are there and allow myself to even be slightly amused by their clowning sometimes. I even like to snap back once in a while. It's like going to a comedy show. And after it's over and I feel myself getting bored, I give my real energy away to those who I think deserve it. Those who are admirable. It feels a lot healthier. Just imagine if people were food. There are gross fast food hamburgers and there are fresh green smoothies. That cheeseburger guy is just going to make you fat and fatigued. And one of these days, he's going to give you a heart attack. There are no real rules or concrete ways here. It's a pretty big world and it's really full. People and situations are complicated, and this is all a colossal playground, and we're all deciding how to play our own games. You have as much of a right to go play on that field as anybody else does, simply because you're here. But be skilled and intuitive enough to look past the broken train rail and see those small, beautiful flowers once in a while. They're usually hiding in the grass somewhere. This is Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'm an indie artist and a spirit animal today. Welcome to my show.
Today I'm exploring a few dreams and things. I've been watching lately Tom Green drive across the country in a van with a dog, documenting all his little adventures along the way. Just him, his dog, and the open road. He started this back at the end of the 2020 summer. I remember it was just a random thought that popped off in his head one night while he was doing this live stream. He was cooking at some odd hour of the night. Actually, it was so late, I think it was morning. It was during the first quarantines, and people everywhere, celebrities, neighbors, your best friend from high school, they were all getting on their cameras because everybody was getting bored and anxious. But this idea he had was just randomly thrown out like that. He said something to the effect of, I should get a dog in a van and go across the country. And then a few days later, it turned into something like, I think I'm going to get a van and a dog and go across the country. And he did it. And he was online every week, letting all of us into his life and watch him as he prepared and got his thoughts together. And then he went out and adopted a dog named Charlie. And this is the oldest, most successful trick to bringing really cool things into your life. Have a random thought about it? Focus on that and don't get distracted. And if there are any obstacles, look at them like a puzzle to solve and solve them. And get on with it. Just do it. <laughs> this is not a, a Nike commercial. But that's where this podcast actually came from. It was a wild hair in my system. I just went with it. I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of the recording and the sound editing. I'm slowly getting better at it. I just got my first audio interface this week. For the first time, I can actually control the volume of my microphone. And I keep learning the more I do it. Random thoughts. They're like golden eggs sitting in your brain, waiting to hatch. All you gotta do is warm them up. Pay attention to them. Take care of them. They're your babies, your thoughts. Those mysterious, beautiful ideas floating around in your head, all fluid and abstract. Your babies. And if you feed them, they'll grow. And if you're not sure about what you're doing, well, remember that nobody really knows what they're doing when they have their first baby, do they? But they get in there and they figure it out. And they make mistakes along the way. There's always going to be, I wish I would have done this that way. But you keep on going and you keep moving on until you've got it down. There's been evidence that some animals have been able to think just as creatively as we do. This is interesting. There's this woman, Karen Pryor. She was one of the first dolphin trainers in the 1960s, and she did this experiment once with her dolphins that she would later call the Great Dolphin Experiment. She played this game with her dolphins called Show Me Something New, and she would reward them if they could come up with their own trick for her without being told what to do. Some of them were pretty decent at it, but one dolphin really got good at it and appeared to be individually talented, just like any human who displays talent in something. 
This particular dolphin became called the artist, and it would actually think and plan out, in a sense, what it was going to do to show off for her. And it always won. She would see it swimming around all excitedly before it, it knew it was its turn to do its thing. And when it was time, it performed all these intricate little spinning and flipping maneuvers, and even gathering up and drawing silt with its fin from the bottom of the tank. It was amazing. Crows have shown over and over and over again that they can actually look at a situation or a puzzle or an obstacle, watch it and study it for a little while, and then when it comes time to solve that puzzle or remove that obstacle, they'll fly right in and they seem like they know what to do. They know what they're doing. And this requires some kind of planning and thinking. It's egotistical to think that humans are the only species on this whole planet who can think and plan and be creative. There are animals out there who are just as creative within the space of their own world and reasoning. And we all evolve in this way. We all get better, humans and animals alike. Chimpanzees, dolphins, crows, and people. Evolution is amazing. It's the way this, this art piece of a planet sort of takes on a life of its own. Like I mentioned in last week's podcast, this place all looks like a multi-dimensional art piece to me. And the life within it just blossoms more and more every single day. It doesn't sit still. It never sits still. We're not made to sit still in our bodies or our minds. What happens when we don't use our bodies or we stop exercising or we don't move anymore? Well, our, our muscles atrophy. We lose the ability to handle pain. We can't work through it anymore. Our minds, it's been proven that the people who continue to challenge themselves mentally through things like learning and puzzle solving and getting better at socialization, they don't have as many problems with Alzheimer's. That is along with the right diet, which is also being researched right now. Diet apparently has a lot to do with combating the effects of Alzheimer's, but that's a whole big experiment and a lot of research. A lot to it, and it's way over my head. I just know that you have a better chance of keeping your head straight if you keep using it. And mental challenges are so good for this. And this brings me back to those random thoughts. Those pretty golden little eggs sitting up there in your head. You know, we're really fortunate that we have this capability and the natural advancement to think in such complex and abstract and heightened ways. And to disregard that, it just seems like such a waste. We have the capability to recognize and pick apart our dreams, which are a big clue to fixing things in our lives and solving our own problems. They're a tool that we could be using. Those subconscious moments that gift us with visuals, visuals that are very telling and identify everything we need to work on in order to be content in a timely way. They only come up when we need for them to. That's a superpower. That's incredible. 
your dreams will address those little parts of your life that you might have pushed down under the water and just forgot about. Just at that very moment when it's time for you to look at them again. The brain is amazing. Oh, I get so excited about this. It's one of the things that I've utilized that's brought me peace. I have blocked out and pushed down so much in my lifetime, and I've experienced that these things do still live in me and come floating up to the surface to be worked on and looked at, only during those times when it's necessary and only in my dreams. And so I've learned to latch on to that and I pay attention. I believe that most of the time, now nothing is written in stone or works the same way in this universe, but most of the time when I dream of other people or other situations, other things, and I'll get into that, I'm actually seeing a part of myself that person, that other thing, they're both these very deep parts of me that are being separated and given an identity, something easier for me to recognize and categorize. So let's get into these other things. (laughs) For an example, I have these reoccurring dreams of houses. On the surface, I'm dreaming of houses. Who cares, right? They're houses. But if you could only see these houses like I do in my dreams, I know these houses are all representations of me and representations of where I'm at at some particular point in time. And again, they're all reoccurring, all these houses. I've seen them over and over again, all of them, not just one. There's one house in particular that's always missing a bottom or a floor. It's like this bottomless pit. I'm dreaming and I'm walking into this house and it's very dilapidated and white, stark white. But the wood panels are old. They're just painted over like a whitewash, but old chipped paint wearing away of the wood. And there are these big planks of lumber laying over from one wall to the opposite wall so that I I get to step onto them and cross over the bottomless area and get to the other side. But it's always so sketchy and I'm always walking so carefully, trying not to fall down, trying not to fall into that bottomless pit. I don't want to fall into the darkness below. That darkness that I don't know anything about. Because it's just this nothingness. This unknown, mysterious place that I am so afraid of. There's nobody there except me. There's never anybody in this dream except me. In this house where I have to be so careful to walk through and balance myself on these planks because I don't want to go into that space below that I don't understand yet and have never seen. And that's a pretty self-explanatory dream. The feelings that I get from everything in this dream is the most telling thing about it. I obviously feel tattered and worn and I'm tired of the balancing act. And I'm tired of being scared of venturing into the unknown. It's a dream that tells me I'm very exhausted. 
mentally exhausted and ready for something new. This lonely, tired, worn-down place in my head and my heart, it's ready to move on. And I have to be able to get over that fear of not knowing the future in order to do it. Or I'm just going to be stuck in this constant balancing act to stay where I am. And I don't want that. That's not bringing me contentment. I haven't had that dream in years. It went away when I realized what it was and I took action to get over that hurdle. I used that dream as a tool. It was an awakening for me. It was my inner self speaking to me. And I took its wisdom and I learned that I was going to have to get over this idea of not doing anything new simply because I didn't know where it was going to take me. And that's a very common theme for everybody. We don't want to feel like the future or the outcome of of anything that we want is so unpredictable and foreign because that's fearful. We want some kind of insurance. We want some kind of security. But there is no security in this life. And that's what life is. It's this very fluid, changing, insecure place where we can learn and we can evolve and move with it. We move and we've got to keep moving mentally and physically. Thoughts, dreams, ideas, the golden eggs of the brain. I've had a lot of them in 2020 and instead of letting them get cold and die and rot away, I kept them warm. I put effort into every single egg that I had sitting there. There was this podcast egg. (laughs) There was an egg that represented cleaning up this old house and using it again. There was an egg that told me to get another dog. And lo and behold, someone tossed an egg at me. Learn how to play guitar, that egg said. And so I did. Or I'm currently. (laughs) I did all these things, and I don't regret one of them, not one. I love all these things, and my life is becoming fuller because of them. I can feel the good things being attracted to me in my life. I decided not to concentrate too much on politics, and instead I nurtured my eggs. That sounds weird, I know. I don't even care how that sounds. It's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing and I don't regret anything I've done this past year. I cherish it. Look for the flowers out there. Stop giving away the space in your brain to things and people who will only cloud it up and keep you from moving forward. This is a big, big world. There are possibilities and opportunities and new things to do all over the place, right in front of you. So focus on those. Surround yourself with the things that that keep you healthy and feeling alive. And with those people who will support you as you nurture your golden eggs and not threaten to kill them. That's a threat to your babies, your ideas. Those innocent, sweet little ideas that haven't even gotten a chance yet. Give them a chance. Let them grow. Let them show you what they can do. And don't deny yourself these beautiful opportunities anymore. 
This has been Natural and Wild with me, Christine Grayson. I want to thank all the people who continually support this show and my efforts to keep bringing you this material each week. Chris Nolan, Robin Umber, Sheila McGregor, Yvonne Ragland, Arnold Bloom, William Bishop, and Bruce Presson. Thank you to everybody who's donated to the virtual tip jar via PayPal on the website at the bottom of the podcast page. Thank you for listening today and have a wonderful, peaceful, and healthy weekend.